Hi guys, welcome to today's episode of Youth Inc. on Youth Plus Radio. My name is Zawadi, your host for today. We are a platform that is passionate about the youth and conversations that inspire the youth as well. And on today's episode, we have a very young entrepreneur who has inspired a lot of youth out there and young people. And one of the things is he's an orator, he's an author, he is an entrepreneur. And today we just want to understand his journey and this far that he has come. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Benny Hinn Olbengo with us Thank today. Thank you. Uh, so tell us, tell us a bit about yourself. I know there's so many videos about you out yes. there. So how would you like to introduce yourself to the world? Um, well, I am a 21 year old. Uh, currently, I'm a student at DC University, study international relations and also take political science. Um, apart from that, I do run a company called the Bobby Consultancy. It's a consultancy firm that does executive speech writing and speech training uh, on the sides. Uh, the major thing is I Speak Society, mm -hmm. which is a CBO that seeks to train young people in three key areas, oratory, um, networking and packaging, and also the aspect of disruptive leadership, leading organizations in the 21st century. Mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, currently an author of four books. Wow. Yes, so uh, I'm just releasing uh, three books next month, one mm -hmm. called 360 Seconds of Destiny, how to introduce yourself in the first 360 seconds, how to say and what to say. Mm -hmm. Also a book called The Seven Questions the World Will Ask You, a book that teaches you how to package yourself and prepare yourself even as you keep on meeting people. Mm -hmm. And also a book called Tears of a Son, uh, a book that talks about silent conversations that young men would li like to have with silent fathers. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, that, that is quite an impressive CV, I must say, yes. especially at your age. Yes. And you've mentioned something that mm -hmm. I'm sure also our viewers would like to know. You've mentioned yes. something, CBO. Mm -hmm. Okay, what, what is that? Community-based uh, organization. So it's, a, it's purely a non-profit. Mm -hmm. and non-profit organization. So that means all the things we do, the trainings, the events, uh, we don't charge. Mm -hmm. So we do it more of a charitable purpose. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, okay, so at this point, um, we, I, I'd like to assume, to yes. actually assume that this is your passion. Yes. Yes, and like, how has your journey been like so far? Mm -hmm. Well, the journey has been interesting. Uh, I can say it's been um, a disruptive journey a bit. I've had to make very radical decisions in the process. I had to defer from school for some time mm -hmm. because now being young, when you look at the 844 system, it's not structured in a way that you can really like sit into the system and still do the things that you're supposed to do. Yeah. So most of the times I can say it's been a disruptive journey. Uh, sometimes it's very, very extreme highs, you know, released a book, made crazy cells, meeting new people, and then at the same time, very, very low lows mm -hmm. because now there are things that come that you hadn't prepared for. Mm -hmm. Now, there, there are certain things that, especially in the age of me pioneering certain things, mm -hmm. I might not have someone who has done these things. So it's like you are the first person to do some of the things in your field. So it's, a, it's that process of where you just do checks and balances mm -hmm. as, as you try and see which pattern can you look for. So as you navigate, so I can say it's been a disruptive journey. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, let's that, let's delve on the highs mm -hmm. a bit before mm -hmm. we go to the lows. Yes. And you break a couple of hearts here yes. in terms of the entrepreneurial uh -huh. journey. Mm -hmm. 
uh, there is oration. Yes. You as an orator. Yes. And there is public speaking. Yes. So where do you draw the line? What's the difference between the two? So the, the, the orator beat is more a bit technical. So in public speaking, we have like five different areas. In, in Africa, people know the motivational speakers only. Yeah. So motivational speakers give hope. They, they, they try to speak to people's hearts. Then there is uh, keynote speakers. These are people who speak on specific subjects. So they, they give keynotes, and specifically in terms of public angles, they don't sit in panels, they stand alone on stage. Mm -hmm. So like the, the way TED Talk does. Then we have panel speakers. So panel speakers are people who might not do a standalone, but they can sit in a panel and contribute in terms of ideas. And then we have people who are called thought, thought, thought output speakers. Mm -hmm. These are people who uh, either they can release their materials through, through podcast, so they are speaking, but they are not really speaking to people. Mm -hmm. So they release their thoughts in terms of voices, but through other means, other media. Yeah. So you might not see them speaking. And then we have people called, um, we have people called public speakers. Now public speakers are someone who's speaking about anything. So they're not really, really defined. Now in terms of oratory, this is someone who is speaking about public speaking. Uh -huh. Yes, okay. so that's where the difference is. So oratory you know, is the aspect where you're not just speaking, but you're actually speaking about public speaking. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, okay, that is quite interesting. So mm -hmm. uh, from your platforms yes. or from your journey, we've seen that you, you actually really do have high level. Yes. Um, people coming for your talk mm -hmm. and and all that, yes. guests that you invite are yes. actually really high level. Mm -hmm. So how do you get to get in touch with them? How do you get these people? So what, it, it first began as an interesting journey. When I was in high school, mm -hmm. I, I was in the Great Debaters contest. So I won seven medals at the Great Debaters and uh, that now, like it opened me to another world that actually this thing, uh, you can push it to another level. Because at that time, Great Debaters was the only platform in music festival where people will be able to speak and, you know, like express their giftings in terms of public speaking and choral verses. And so for me now, I, I looked at it from an angle, if I finish high school, where do I go next? So I realized there is no such a platform. And like now maybe when you go to other developed nations, there is TED Talk, there is Toastmasters and all that. So I, I thought of now beginning something that's more, more Kenyan. So what I did first, I started building networks strategically. So I've, I've sat under Pastor T. Uh, Pastor T. Mwangi is the guy who's, who's mentored me a lot. I worked under him, but then later now, he told me, you see me, I'm a pastor, you are an auditor. So I have to figure out your path. And now I had, for, for, for like two years, it completely disattached. I could not attend these events. We could not even meet. So I had to figure out now, how do I build it from here? So I went and approached PLO Lumumba at his offices. I, I went, booked an appointment several times, like almost six times. I was just like, no, he's not available, prof is in court. So I, I, I went one, one morning just around 6 a.m., waited on the ground floor because I knew he must use the elevator either way when yeah. he comes to office. So when I saw him passing, I entered in the elevator and I pitched because his office is on 16th floor. So I had all the time to pitch from first floor to 16th floor. Mm -hmm. So I told him the seven speeches he had ever given. I had watched 50 videos uh, of him speaking. I had watched the dates. I knew the details. So when I told him that, I think that also striked him a bit. So in the process now, I sat under his mentorship as a brand ambassador in the PLO Lumumba Foundation. Mm -hmm. Then as I kept on building capacity, slowly by slowly now I started navigating the cosmos in terms of networking with different people. Mm -hmm. After PLO Lumumba, I looked, uh, I looked for Johnston Mokazi, I, I looked for Robert Burale. I wanted to exhaust in terms of the public speaking industry. So I went on YouTube, searched, 
created a list of around 46 speakers, not just in Kenya, but East Africa and Africa at large. Yeah. So I was now trying to check them out. Then later on, I began listening to Vusi Fembekwa. Then one day I just woke up in the morning and I sent him a voice note on Instagram. I had studied something to do with uh, neuroscience and they had said, if you send someone a voice note, it's very hard for them to ignore you. So they'll, they'll actually be triggered to listen. It shouldn't be more than 41 seconds because now the human brain does not focus, especially if you're a stranger for more than 41 seconds. So I sent a voice note of 41 seconds with everything that I had in mind. Told him my vision, told him why, 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 I, need, why I need to meet him and actually the value he'll give him. So he listened to that, he was like, okay, let's, let's do this. So he, he wasn't available, but he was coming to Kenya, but he sent me one of his uh, proteges who came to Kenya and they actually like funded 90% of the event. So I, that's, that's the first time I gathered 1,500 young people last year in April. Then from there now, I saw, I saw possibilities in this. So now I began just daring, daring the storms, calling people, asking them out. But before that, I knew how to package myself. I knew how to communicate. I knew how to attract their attention. I knew now how to like, show them the value. Because as I was meeting these people, I wasn't asking for any other thing. Mm -hmm. This one I learned from the late Dr. Chris Kirubi, mm -hmm. who I also sat under his, under his mentorship that when you meet wealthy people, you don't ask for money, you don't borrow anything, just give them value vision. So that also now started attracting a pool. And then I packaged myself on social media, changed my social media name to fit my brand. And then anytime I would meet these people, I request for a picture. Kindly sir, would you mind if we take a picture? So as I'm putting all these pictures on the social media, uh, the, it, it, it seems to give a track record that this is not just someone who began the other day. He has a yeah. journey all through it. So yeah. Okay, um, so in short, you're saying that even before you approach these people, yes. you know how to brand yourself yes. and package yourself yes. in such a way that if you're given 30 seconds, yes. you can be able to, you know, articulate yourself. It's yes. not just going there and you know, saying, hi, sir, and you have nothing else yes. to say. Yes. Yes. Well, I think that that is a really good pointer for you guys. So just know how to, you know, package yourself and speak to that. Okay, um, let's switch a bit now to... Mm -hmm. Double B yes. consultancy. Yes, yes, tell us a bit about that. So Double B, um, now as time went by, I, I could get people calling me and they were like, now I'm going to give a speech tomorrow. I, I need you to prepare something. So I'm so passionate about studying and, and research. So I would always have something for everyone. So I remember there's a time someone sent me a speech. He's, he's a governor in this country last year. He was going to give an acceptance speech. So I wrote that speech and then he went and gave that speech and he was given a standing ovation. I used to do it for, for fun. So when people ask me for speeches, I would just send them in. And then after that, he sent me 30,000. I was like, okay. So I, I called him and he was like, now I want you to start training me officially for, for public speaking. And so I, I now decided to package it differently not to be something that I do for fun or as passion, mm -hmm. but now to see how I can monetize it. Mm -hmm. So I started now looking at it from a, a, a need perspective. What do people need? What are they looking for? And how can, we package it, how can we package it differently? So I went now professional 100%, set up, a, set up an office, set up a team, set up a research, a research, a research team. And uh, now I started now building capacity in terms of the, the knowledge that I was absorbing, starting to gather every resources mm -hmm. and also digitizing everything around the ecosystem mm -hmm. so that you can now fit the needs. And I can say by God's grace so far for the last uh, six months, uh, I've been able to get 54 clients and I've been able also to train one-on-one -on -one clients 
more than 60 of them. Mm -hmm. And also in terms of the corporate companies that I've spoken and trained, right now I think there are 22 corporate companies. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, okay, uh, so for the benefit of those people who want to actually monetize something mm -hmm. that they're passionate about, mm -hmm. How do you come up with your rates or your rate card? How do you know how much to charge someone for different packages? How do you come up with that rate card? Okay, so you look at it relationally. So there are three types of relationship. Relationships, there's progressive relationships, there's seasonal relationships, and there's one-time relationship. One-time relationships are purely monetary. You charge because you don't have any other association. Mm -hmm. Seasonal relationships are people who are your clients, but you're also learning from them. So to them, you, you charge them, but at the same time, also have it in mind that you're getting value as you build the relationship. Progressive relationships, like for example, by God's grace, I trained the daughter of the president, mm -hmm. uh, Shalim. So I, I, we, we do a few things with her. So when mm -hmm. she approached me, these are progressive relationship because he's someone who can introduce you to other people and other places. So for that nature of relationship, you don't put the monetary basis first. Mm -hmm. If you cannot access that person, if it's a rare type of relationship, we speak from a language of this is what I would have charged, but because it is you, you can cover this basic cost. And whatever you think you can actually pay, I'll appreciate. Because you're getting more than just money. So you look at it from that angle, you look at it from relationally. Because if you look at it transactionally, there are things you might miss out. So you look at it relationally more than transactional. So you just look at it from that angle. Then from there, in terms of charging and rate cards, you also look at the sphere in general. Where do you stand? So like currently, if I can say amongst young people, I can say um, I'm somewhere. I can't like say the specific position, but I know I'm somewhere. In terms of the whole country, uh, I'm somewhere, but not yet there. So you look at it from that angle. So I also have mentors whom I ask questions, like Dr. Wale Akinyemi, uh, where I, I sat close to them, and I sit close to them, sorry, and I ask them questions. How do you charge? How would you charge if it is this and all that? So when they answer me, I now come back, look at it, and then now, yeah, create something. Um, okay, uh, so being a young person yes. and a CEO, yes. what I'd like to understand is do you have older people than yeah. you who are under you and how do you manage such kind of relationships? Yes, I do. Actually, 60%, 60% of my team. So it's just coming from a place of wisdom uh, in terms of managing those relationships. So I sit closer to very old people. Because now these are things you can't study in books. How yeah. to handle them? Because these people are different. At times, they might be intimidated. So you need to know how to handle even conversations with them on their issues. So one, you just build a system. So they answer to a system, they don't answer to you. Then number two is, just, is that aspect of building the relationship past work. So in one way or the other, they will find you more approachable. And then also just making them understand that, by the way, uh, I'm here, but then I also respect you as a person, but then we have to work. So also it's that aspect. And then also that aspect of also giving them constant affirmation that, by the way, I really honor you guys, you know, keeping on reminding them. So it keeps them also on tabs that, yes, I'm working for this person, but then they're not, they not like, they're not exerting the authority upon me. Mm -hmm. And then for me, I also learned it quite early enough. Uh, by the mistakes I made early, there are relationships I lost in the path. And so now there are lessons I learned. So also there are things I can say now, one learns when you make a mistake in, in, terms, in terms of how you relate with people. Mm -hmm. And then after you learn them, now there are mistakes you can't make. So it's also something that came as a learning process and I'm still even learning. Okay, yes. so now that you've said that there are a couple of mistakes that you've, you've done and mm -hmm. you've learned from them, now yes. let us speak about 
you'll know waste time. Mm -hmm. You can just give one case scenario of mm -hmm. how that moment was and how you came back up from it. Okay, so um, I remember last year, especially when we began the conventions and the county tours, uh, there, there, there are times after an event, maybe partners have, have promised to sponsor an event, then all of a sudden you've gone to the event and everyone has pulled back. I remember there is a time, 24 hours to the event, almost like three partners pulled back when they just discovered, you know, this event, majority of the people attending are young people in campus. And they were like, maybe we want to get value. Yeah. And these were like the major clients, the, sorry, the major partners. So that was a very low moment because now I was in a place where should I cancel the event, should we not cancel? But then we went ahead to do the event and now during, things were being bought in the middle of the event. And I can say that was the most successful event, able to gather 3,000 young people at MKU. So I can say that was one of the low moments. Also, uh, at a certain point, because now we are a non-profit, and I can say the capacity at that time wasn't as much as it is this time. Mm -hmm. So most times you'll find leaders leaving because now they're in campus, they're young people, maybe they want to earn, and now the money is not there. There is, yeah. there is no monetary benefits that they're getting. Mm -hmm. So there are times you'll wake up in the morning, leaders have left, and these are very key and strategic people. But then now, I, I just had to figure out, but it was a very, very low moment because at that point, you even start doubting your journey. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, okay, we'll speak a bit um, mm -hmm. about you and yes. how the future looks like for yes. you. We've had so many young people come up, yes. and in the middle of it, they get lost, they lose motivation. Yes. So what are the strategies that you have in place uh -huh. or who are the people that you have around you just to make sure that, you know what, mm -hmm. this won't be my story. I want to keep growing and keep hitting different levels. So apparently, uh, this is not a game of motivation. It's, it's, it's a cause. So there are days you're not motivated. There are mornings I wake up and I don't feel like yesterday we were pitching in 30 companies. So we, we sent out a team and, and we were not feeling like, like doing it, but then we have to do it. So I can say it's a cause. When now it gets to a, a level where it's a cause, it's not about your emotions anymore. It's about doing what's supposed to be done. And also, number two, uh, there's the conviction. When you gain the conviction and see the impact, yeah. there's a, someone said, when your dreams are too big, some things are too small. And so when you see the conviction towards the dream, there's a way now you start building the muscles towards it. Now, what I've done, the team I'm building, I make sure that they have actually more capacity than I have. Mm -hmm. So expose them to high levels of mentorship. So if you're in charge of finance, uh, my work is to introduce you to the CEO of a certain bank. If you're in charge of legal affairs, my work is to introduce you to the best law firm. So they get the best level of mentorship. And also we, we ensure, part of my leadership team, we ensure that they also read books. So you have a book lab within the organization. Mm -hmm. We do adequate research. We've also built capacity in terms of mastery. That can you communicate for the next 10 minutes as a leader fluently, eloquently, you understand the organization inside out yeah. and you also understand how to get to people's hearts so such things now i even when when i don't feel like doing it there are people who can carry the burden and then now it's from a place of i give them the vision let them run with it so in the process now i'm able to even balance so even when i'm focused on these other things the vision does not stop so there are structures i've built around me so i have four people in the organization here people who are futuristic people who their work is to think strategically. Mm -hmm. We have the people who are more of heart to heart. Their work is to look at how are people, how are people feeling? Are people okay? Are they contented? Is there any problem? Yeah. So their work is to ask how is everyone? They, they care. Their work is to give care, is to give love. 
to give the energy in the room. Then I have people who who are more um, creators. They are creative, so their work is to think about the organizations in the organization in terms of PR, in terms of what are people saying out there, what should we, what ideas should we come up with. Mm -hmm. Then I have people who are systematic and structured. Their work now is the paperwork. Their work is to make sure that systems are actually working. Mm -hmm. So when you have all these four people around you, especially as a young person, it sorts you out. But if you do everything, you'll get tired. So yeah. Okay. Uh, before we even wind up, yes. I'd like to understand, now that you have, usually have, okay, um, you have one session after yes. another. So before the day that you are supposed to have an event, yeah. what does your preparation mm -hmm. process look like? How do you position your state of mind? Okay. Before before you do an event, for me, I, I sit I sit at home. I, I meditate as I pray and prepare on what I'll speak. Mm -hmm. But then before that, we think we have a team of like 20 people who they don't do any other thing. The work is to plan events from how it will start to how it will end. So I realized that hack now late last year, and uh, now I apply it in most of our events mm -hmm. because I realize there's normally a lot of pressure. You get drained, especially when you're about to do events. So I can say now this year we, we formed a team of 20 people who their work is just to plan, strategize, and think about it, brainstorm as we keep on building. So I can say right now it's a bit easy. We just do now checks and balances in terms of uh, the, the branding, in terms of things like snacks, in terms of the people coming, the logistics, in terms of packaging, in terms of have, has everyone been sorted out, the payments and all that. So, yeah. so I can say right now it's a bit easy because now we have a team that their work is just to focus 100% on the event. So they are not pitching, they are not doing anything. Their work is to go at the place. Like right now we have Muranga County Tour coming up in the next one month, 5,000 young people. So we have a team that has already gone there. The work is to brainstorm, do the groundwork. So now my work is easy. My work is now to focus on building relationships that are strategic and try to think about the vision of the organization. So I can say now, I, 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 that aspect of personalization and also giving it to people who are like exclusively for that, it now makes the work easy. Yeah. So you're saying as a leader, you need to know how to delegate mm -hmm. and build the right team yes. around you, especially yes. in the areas that you need help so that it helps you know, focus yes. on what your main agenda yes. for that is. Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Yes. And now, what will you tell young people oh. who want to do oration, public speaking, or want to get into such fields? Yes. And where can they begin from okay. and come up, even if they want to reach out to you, even okay. for mentorship? Okay, so far we, 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 we've partnered with MasterCard Foundation this year to train 7,000 orators, courtesy of I Speak Society. So we have master classes where we shall be training trainers of trainers, will train now orators for next year so this year we're training 500 trainers so from next year in every county in Kenya we'll be sending 10 we shall be sending 10 10 trainers so that you can now see how we can carry this forward so you can either reach out to I speak society through Instagram or through email I speak society at gmail.com and get to send uh, your, your info and then they'll reach out to you if in term, if it's in terms of uh, at a personal level uh, first of all, read, read books, understand your niche, exactly what you want to address. Number three, attach yourself to someone who's already there. Number four, also understand in terms of packaging. Number five, uh, you just start, start from where you are. Just start, start recording something. If it's on TikTok, I can see like right now, TikTok is opening a lot to educational information. Uh, so, so we normally have a live on TikTok where 7,000 people attend every Wednesday night. So that, that means that I'm seeing people also on TikTok are very hungry for information. 
so you can start something either either on tiktok instagram facebook youtube start recording something and then also apart from apart from that also study the ecosystem understand what are the, what are the needs of your generation so understanding the generation is also key because when you look there are five different types of generations there is the silent generation baby boomers there is the millennials gen, generation x generation z and there's even gen alpha actually there are six so every generation relates with a different message and also there's the way they, they are spoken to so study them effectively and then go ahead and execute it and uh, to reach out to me you can find me at walubengo on every single platform yes how do we get your books you haven't spoken about your book oh okay my books are on nuria stores on nuria stores oh, okay nuria stores or either they can reach out to our contact for delivery mm -hmm. or 7421665594 okay yes um thank you very much for your time thank you and to our listeners thank you for listening thank you for watching remember to share comment subscribe to our channels at youth plus africa thank you see you guys